welcome everyone to beetroot podcast and today we are talking to ishan and simrit right you heard it right we have two guests today and we are talking about liverpool and football so ishan we'll start with you give a brief about yourself okay fine so my name is ishan patel okay so basically i'll start my story of how i started watching football i was never a football fan till like 2013 or something then my neighbor like neighborhood guy he used to play football and he used to watch a lot of football and he mm-hmm. he's a liverpool fan as well like he is a proper scouser mm-hmm. so uh, like he motivated me to like dude like you watch some matches you will realize how good this game is i was like okay fine i'll go <laughs> So the first match I watched, like from the zero minute to ninetieth minute, was the UCL final between Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. And can you imagine that match? Diego Godin hits at thirty-six minute, and the whole match goes one nil till the. I guess it was ninetieth minute, right? Ninety plus some minutes. Uh, the listeners can watch the previous episode in which we discussed that match in depth, actually. And then at like ninety plus four, I guess. the real madrid get a corner and like ramos comes and like hits a header and i was like dude <laughs> like this game is like serious shit some serious shit i need to watch some more matches and that's how i was like a puberty fan during the 2014 to 15 season mm-hmm. and uh, then with time i like started watching and watching and saw that team developing and that's what like caught my interest and from that on like i'm now i can call myself a scouser now What's what's this term scouser? Like I am not aware of it. Like so I am pretty sure. Basi- yeah. So basically, uh, people from Liverpool are called scousers basically. But mm-hmm. nowadays, if you see, even the Liverpool fans are called as scousers. Okay. 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 Yeah. But mostly the term scouser defines to people who live in Liverpool. So, Simrat, Liverpool football. How did you get into this? Okay hi my name is Simrit uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been properly following football since 2017 and I became a Liverpool fan in 2018 to be precise it was the 1718 UCL final in Kiev against Madrid and as I didn't as I do not like Madrid so I automatically started uh, supporting Liverpool and since then I have been watching a lot of Liverpool games and slowly I became a Liverpool fan nice because I remember that match was actually lost by Liverpool And we know that Madrid is the king of UCL, and uh, they won the tournament 13 times. Liverpool did well; they were the underdogs, but I think the next year, obviously, they won the UCL. So balanced, <laughs> as all things should be. You said you started following from the 17-18 season. So, yes. which, which has been the one of the standout performance that you remember Liverpool giving, and you being yes, this is the team I want to support. So the match that I clearly remember and I think is one of the best performances is the Liverpool Barca match at Anfield which was the second leg of the 2018-19 UCL so in the first leg uh, at Camp Nou in Barca so we lost 3-0 and Barcelona played well we had the Messi's uh, you know amazing free kick mm-hmm, but I remember that in the, in, exactly so in the second leg even even though you're a good team you have played well the entire season but overcoming a 3-0 deficit against barcelona you know it does not seem very easy correct, so correct. yeah so it was a historic night in my opinion and uh, i was watching the match just to see how close liverpool could come and i never thought they would do it all the way and the uh, big deal was that missing salah and firmino you know it right. that lowered my confidence already because they were the you know standout players 
and uh, even though in in the within the first few minutes we had the early strike by Origi, but mm-hmm. still getting three more goals against a good Bar- Barca side, it was not going to be easy. But then then came the moment Andy Robertson was kind of, was injured and uh, so he was substituted off and uh, Genie Wijnaldum was brought in. Now Genie Wijnaldum was a decent player. You never expect him to you know do the do a Ronaldo, right? <laughs> yeah. So in three minutes he scored two goals and suddenly we were cleaning up and oh my god it was three all on aggregate and and we had a and fair chance of winning that game. You know? And I guess the next these lines have been like etched into history. Uh, corner taken quickly, Origi. Origi, oh my god, yes! In the 79th minute, so Trent hit the ball, hit his defender, and went for a corner. No, Trent. He, I, I thought he would take the to- corner. He always takes the corner, and mm-hmm. you know it was the 79th minute. We won't get any many more chances, so we needed to, you know, capitalize on what we had. But then I saw Trent walking away from the corner, and Shakiri was coming towards <laughs> the corner. So I said, okay, Shakiri is gonna take it. And suddenly I was looking at the screen, and um, Origi hit the ball in the net. I was like, what happened? <laughs> and and I was confused for a minute. Then I realized the score is four nil, and we <laughs> won the league. We won the match. Damn! Oh my God, that was one of the best. You know, a fun match to watch. The one of the finest UCL comebacks. You witnessed the transition from a struggling team to a team that right now is the EPL champion as yeah. of 2020. So the shift, the the momentum shift was, I think, when Jurgen Klopp arrived to Liverpool. Talk about that. Dude, Jurgen Klopp is like a god-level <laughs> entity for me. Like, he is the best. Like... I'm not comparing him with any other manager, but comparing him down the line of managers Liverpool has got, he's like the best. After Bill Shankly, obviously it will be Jurgen Klopp. So, this man is like, he came in 2015, October, I guess. Yeah, he came in October 2015. And uh, like that time, Liverpool like sucked balls. Legit sucked (laughs) balls. And uh, like the first question he got from a news interview was uh, like, what would you do to this Liverpool team? How would you develop this team? Like, if you want to win a Premier League title with this team, what are you going to do? Mm. He's like, for this, you need to change from doubters to believers. And that's what, like, hit me the most. This line is the best line ever said by Jurgen Klopp. Yes. Jurgen Klopp, in my opinion, is one of the best managers in the world. And uh, he has previously managed uh, Mainz and Dortmund. But... He had good performances there. He, you know, he developed a team nicely. Dortmund went on to win a Bundesliga title as well as came close to winning the UCL. They went out in the finals, I guess, to Bayern itself, I guess. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, he developed the team well. And uh, when he joined Liverpool, you know, people had hope because he was a good manager. And he had some confidence. And uh, I remember his first day as a Liverpool manager, he said... We have to change from doubters to believers. Wow. And four years later, we can all agree that he did that. Amazing. Yeah. Because so, that line yeah. from doubters to believers, it shows the, the team which he inherited from Brendan Rodgers was uh, like made up of uh, Ricky Lambert, Danny Ings, <laughs> Nathalian Klein, yeah. these kind of players. And then he changed them to a team which is right now 
filled up with names and like they can sign anyone right now because they have the uh, star power right now but at the same time they still choose to invest in players that are young that have potential rather than they are already made and showed their name in the world football stage one such yeah. example is trent alexander arnold other example is andy robertson so simrit can you talk about uh, trent alexander arnold yes so trent alexander arnold he has emerged as one of the best players at liverpool and he has consistently provided 10 plus assists in the past two seasons and wow. you know how important he is in the liverpool attack he begins he starts the attack just for perspective uh, providing 10 plus assists consistently and this i'm just putting this into perspective for the listeners is a ground breaking feat considered in epl which is considered one of the most toughest leagues in the world football arena right now exactly so klopp klopp likes his fullbacks to be ambitious you know he likes them to attack Mm-hmm. and that offers trent and robo license to run down the flanks and repeatedly cross the ball into the box now trent has been you know people have been saying that he is just a cross merchant he just provides cross and someone hits it eventually but it's not the case he is actually a very good crosser of the ball and he is a great set piece taker i mean his corners and his free kicks are one of the best in the league if not the best and uh, and he is just 21 Uh, i guess we both are in third year so we like i am 20 years old i'm expecting i am 22 yeah <laughs> yeah 22 <laughs> <laughs> okay okay you are 20 as well but this guy is just one year uh, older than us and he's playing in like the highest level of football and he just got called for the uh, euro 2021 england call also well, yeah yeah That's amazing. So I mean, he is a generational talent, and I hope he stays for many more years. He'll he'll be really important in Liverpool's future endeavors. Right, right, right. So, Ishan, any other player that comes to your mind who Jurgen Klopp has pushed beyond the expectancy of the media, the football pundits, what they thought that this player could do? He has literally uh, crossed that mark. Which player comes to your mind? So obviously, I would like to talk about two players here. One is Sadio Mane from Southampton, and second is Andy Robertson from Hull City. These two players have like developed tremendously under the influence of Klopp, and you could see that. Like Andy Robertson being tagged at 95 million. I mean, a defender at 95 million. Can you imagine that? And mm-hmm. he is literally an assist machine alongside with Trent. And I guess. Huh. Good. I mean, you if you see his game. he's like good at defending as well i mean his tackles are pretty good as well as his runs are pretty good on the left flank like he, klopp has developed him into a like all rounder like rwb if you say right right because i guess the only two defenders which are competing for top assists in the past two seasons have been trent or andy robertson yeah dude like the only competition between these two defenders who will get the more number of assists this season <laughs> so like uh, dude as in these people talking about like dude trends came he is like only attacking and he is not good at defending like if, there are some united fans who like always compare him to aran van bissaka and as like dude i have only one sentence for you our defenders score as well <laughs> i mean no offense but if you see Van Bissaka is too bad at dribbling, and the same way if you look at Trent, 
trend is too good i mean obviously if you see like from the generation of robert to carlos or something like all the defenders and all have developed into like this wing backs like they need to be aggressive as well and defensive as well and talking about trent he's not that bad at defending defensive side as you know like i i i, I completely understand about the defensive side aaron van bissaka would be better than him agreed, but agreed. overall defender obviously it goes for trent like that Ran- guy he runs the whole right flank he passes the ball inside pretty like a pretty good pass just needs a touch in and that's a goal agreed because van bissaka has a more stronger de- defensive side and uh trent or robo these these two guys are uh, have a attacking mindset i guess that's just because of klopp they yeah, exactly and we rely on our center backs as well <laughs> we don't pay 80 million <laughs> just to stand at a one place <laughs> i guess after listening to this the united fans are going to kill me because <laughs> the past Sorry, was... <laughs> no no offense to the united fans man we we are open to united fans coming on the podcast and talking about their thoughts we totally open to it so moving on i guess the next clear cut topic would be the drawbacks and it's very difficult to identify drawbacks but one such thing is the squad depth because just as you remove henderson the team becomes very big just as you remove the full backs the team becomes very big and if uh, sala or firmino or mane these three are not at their top game liverpool is not able to provide a support from the bench Okay fine so if we look at the squad depth actually that's the main drawback this liverpool team has if you see like the the front three sala mane and firmino if any one of them misses we have origi fine but then if two of them miss, are going to miss the game then it's a big issue if you see because we have got no one like playing at the peak level if you see like uh, firmino plays a false nine sometimes i guess yeah he plays sorry mhm so if he gets injured we have origi in place of him or now we have minamino in place of him but then if you see if someone gets injured on the place of mane we have no one other than shakiri and i'm like dude shakiri is like aged now and he needs to go to some other team right now because he is not getting the playing time he deserves and uh, not to like not to be not to be critical of him but i guess klopp and liverpool has the potential to bring up more young talent in place of shakiri right now yeah exactly like someone from an uh, from the uh, young academy like under 21 academy like talking about curtis jones right right man it's so, different because as a football fan you always like i played football you played football we always thought ke bhai we also can get there and now we are 20 and these guys are like 18 19 20 yeah i mean dude it's like so embarrassing to like dude this guy is like 2 years uh, younger than me and he's playing for liverpool what am i doing with my life <laughs> amazing man yeah we do actually need a lot of good transfers so we have seen in the liverpool squad as you mentioned the depth is um, especially uh, see midfield there is no problem because we have a lot of good midfielders and uh, i don't feel there is a problem curtis zone is emerging as a good, uh, good midfielder but in the winger position i feel we don't have a replacement for sala and mane considering our full back position we just bought constantinos on cinegas and uh, 
he has been he is he's going to be the left back backup and uh, for right back we have nico williams he's still uh, 19 and uh, i think he'll develop and coming to the defense we actually have a good four defenders namely uh, uh, robertson van dijk joe gomez and trent but considering how injury prone joe gomez is and how injury prone joel matip is we actually mm-hmm. need one more defender like dejan used to be but we sold him so we need one more uh, defender and uh, especially because you know, you know in case of injury we need a good uh, you know van dijk can't defend on his own so we actually need a decent backup defender for that and and we actually need a winger who can play on either flank maybe ismaria star or one someone of his level because he's not the is not very you know he's not like a prospect he's uh, old enough and uh, i think he can be trusted to play in the big, big game so we need a need a winger too agreed because uh, klopp has established himself to be a manager that can convert good players into great players so even if liverpool goes for a person that has been not been the world class level i can trust you can trust jurgen klopp to convert him into a great player for sure definitely definitely damn nice so thank you guys thank you samrit thank you ishan you guys really i think brought topics forward that lot of people who are not liverpool liverpool fans have avoided or don't know so thank you very much thank you for coming to the podcast yeah i would like to thank you for us here it's been a good opportunity speaking talking about liverpool is always fun and uh, talking football with you is fun so thanks for having me thanks man thanks for having us to your podcast i mean if it wasn't for you uh, i wouldn't like thought about this opportunity thanks a lot